Hello everybody, welcome to episode three. It is great to be back, I'm Nige, uh, and joined again by Ollie. How are you doing, Ollie? Hello Nige, it's great to be here, mate. Oh, Loving yes. it. Back again, back yes. again. Mate, it's awesome to be here, you know, just sit and look around at these incredible jackets, and we are here in the, uh, the 7L pod, the shop, the mothership, uh, the place where the creativity happens. And yeah, I'm, I'm feeling the energy. And on that note, just thank you so much to everybody who listened in to the last episode. Uh, lots of great feedback on that. And thanks for, for following the show and for subscribing. And uh, and yeah, don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram. Yeah, no, much appreciated. Really, really appreciate it. Off Piece 7L Podcast, episode three. It is great to be back. Oh yeah, we're going in. We're going, oh, we're going to go off piece again of course is how we roll so who have we got with us today then ollie we've got the fantastic mike nice to meet you boys how's it going yeah it's good good to be with you mate so mike you are jamie's right hand man i am indeed creative director at 7l and um yeah it's always great to do these and take a bit of time out from designing and like you say getting creative because you two honestly bring so much energy to the place. Oh, mate, appreciate and, uh, that. That's, that's so what good it's to all hear. about. And uh, you go back to your desk and you you feel inspired, you oh, know, good. just by having these podcasts talking about mate. what you're doing, current ongoings, and um, I love mate. that. Amazing. And we've got, I mean, the plan is to, through these, the series of podcasts, talk about the journey of the brand, mm-hmm. uh, talk about some collaborations, all sorts. But I reckon just to start things off, Mike, tell us about the ethos of the brand, a little bit of a bit of an insight for people who aren't aware of 7L. Yeah, well, basically, we're doing it on a military grading system, which is where the brand kind of uh, gained its ethos, pretty much. So it's the ECWCS, which is Extreme Cold Weather Clothing System. Right. And for those who don't know... For short. Yeah, (laughs) it's not a mouthful at all. Um, But for those who don't know, basically, it's built upon seven layers. Yeah. And uh, it's the military grading system. So you go with uh, a base layer, then you have uh, mid-thermal... Uh, field wind rain cold and basically it's just trying to give these clothing layers and systems not just a fashionable appearance but also a functionality to behind it yeah um so it was for the soldiers uh can kind of be prepared for any weather combating properties yeah um but we're trying to fuse fashion with function so not just like Mm -hmm. what ollie's wearing today have these uh three layer membranes that um Fully seam taped, keeps you completely waterproof, but also have it bright pink and have yeah. it a bit eye-stopping, really. So it's just trying to find that balance between the two of them. I sometimes forget the functionality behind this, but when it's pouring it down like it was the other day, and I'm just literally like bone dry, yeah. it's just dripping, like it's so waterproof. And yeah. they're not usually, I don't think. No, it's class. Coats say they're waterproof and they're just not, so. That's it, and that particular yeah. type of jacket as well, you're not just wearing that when it is slinging it down and when it's cold. You can get away all, all seasons, really. Yeah. With that oh, one, yeah, exactly. You? As soon as it drops slightly, this, this jacket's coming on. But honestly, I love it. Uh, so yeah, tell us a bit about yourself then as well, Mike. While while, while you you're with us today, like what have you done before you joined the brand? Um, and and in a bit we'll touch on kind of why you wanted to join the brand and stuff yeah. like that. But first of all, what what did you do before Seven L? Spot on. So I started off at Loughborough University studying a, d- a degree in uh, sports engineering, and pretty much I've always been obsessed with sport yeah. growing up. So I wanted to be a physio, right? Um, work within the football industry. Yeah, yeah. Always been a active, uh, played football myself, and then kind of got to, right, you've got to apply to university now. All of a sudden, yeah, you needed to do biology, you needed to do this, you needed to do that. All of a sudden, all my applications 
Paul rejected. There was one university left and it was Loughborough. And I went to the open day and they had like golf robots that you could program. They would make the FIFA World Cup balls there. So I was thinking, wow, oh, it's sport led. It's a yeah, bit of me. Yeah, bit of tech, so, bit of yeah, sport, yeah, a bit exactly. of everything. Yeah. So anyway, with that being the only university that I got accepted to, I was like, well, yeah, I kind of got to go now. Yeah, this and is it. And it was the first time they'd run that course. So there was no entry requirements. On the first day, realised I'm sat with a load of physicians and people who do chemistry <laughs> and all these engineering <laughs> yeah, maths. Right. And I'm doing English language and literature. And I was thinking, yeah, a bit far off here. Sometimes anyway, that's the best way to go, is, man. Yeah, Shut yourself out in. Out um, so yeah. way out the comfort zone. Anyway, as things progressed, uh, kind of had to keep up with the class. So just grafting first year when everyone else is out partying. And then second year, it comes to applying for internships. So... The university had connections with like Puma, Adidas, Nike, um, Hawkeye, all these different brands around the world that uh, focus on sport. So I applied for like Hawkeye, yeah. doing the tennis stuff, the cricket stuff, Brilliant. got rejected, did the ping uh, casting of golf club heads out in Arizona, got rejected. So I was thinking, ah, ah is this really for me? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all of a sudden I had a call with Puma. Um, got accepted onto that internship Brilliant. and flew out to Germany 2015 now, so yeah, right. seven years ago, um, to do footwear development. So that was the um, design and development of mainly outsoles and uppers. And I did SMUs, which is a special makeup for mainly collaborations. Okay. Um, so while I was there, I knew that my time was limited, only there for 12 months. Yeah. And um, just wanted to introduce myself to everyone. While all the interns were playing table tennis, ping pong, footy at lunch, I just kind of try and shake as many hands as possible. Definitely. Yeah. Get your face out there, yeah. meet as many people exactly. as you can. Yeah, man. So that was the script. And then um, one day, knock on this door, and there's um, there's this like small little French Moroccan dude. And he's like, entree, entree. Like <laughs> that means in you come, people, yeah? <laughs> so we get in there, and I'm walking to his desk to shake his hand. Right. And he's got... <clears throat> On the right, a high heel boot from Rihanna signed. Look on the left, there's a gold running spike from Usain Bolt signed. Man. I'm thinking, oh, this guy's a bit yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, on his desk, Diego Maradona's World Cup Puma King 1970 boot signed. Oof, amazing. Nice. I'm thinking, oh, what have I got myself into yeah. here? Kind yeah. of thing. Anyway, shake his hand. He's like, oh, who do you work for? Who's your line manager? Blah, blah, blah. What do you do? And he's like, oh, come and do a few projects with me. So Brilliant. Asking, who are you? Like, what do you do? And he's basically... Didn't have the title creative director, but he was the man with the golden handshake who would facilitate all these collaborations with Rihanna, Kylie Jenner, Cara Delevingne. Wow, brilliant. So I was like, right. And that was just a chance meeting, yeah, really. Amazing. Yeah. And when you actually got to know him, he was never in the country. Yeah. So for me to knock on his door and he'd be at his yeah. desk was just pure luck as well. Entree, entree. Yeah, yeah. One of them. <laughs> so a um, couple months pass and he rocks up to my desk saying, uh, we've got three people from... Uh, daily paper in the material library I want you to go and help pick trims and like laces yeah. for them etc anyway go down help them with the product uh, it goes to launch and never speak to them again kind mm -hmm. of thing they leave comes to April 2016 and he says oh daily paper are launching the store in Amsterdam you helped on the project I want you to fly out go and visit it so all of a sudden I was then exposed to this kind of like street where Fashion, but it also tied in with a luxury element. Wow. And they were doing the sports side. They were building yeah. football pitches for charities in Ghana and stuff like wow. that. So they had amazing exposure. And that was really my first insight into industry. Yeah. And um, yeah, basically to be able to be in a room with all these creatives and kind of see what exists. I was so young yeah. at the time. You don't really know how the industry 
is yeah at, at all. Do you know what? Being someone who 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 they 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 see, they want them to be part of their yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. want to invite you in. Yeah. They obviously liked you as a person. I mean, it goes yeah, it goes a long way. And at that age, that must have done loads yeah. for your confidence, man. 100%. Came back buzzing, and then all I wanted to do was carry on networking yeah. and. I had a meeting with a uh, leather supplier from China on the invitation. She came, she was in like showroom one. I said, Catherine Rogerson. I was like, oh, that's not much of a Chinese name. Yeah. yeah. Go up. <laughs> she's, she's, she's from Fleetwood. Brilliant. Uh, and you're all the way yeah. out in Germany. Okay. And you just think, oh, wow. like, the rapport was a nice. friend. Yeah, literally. <laughs> oh my God, you speak English. Like yeah. That. Um, so I befriended her and she was like, oh, you, um, what are you doing after this? And I was kind of oh, like... Oh, I. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only 47, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, when in Germany... Welcome yeah. to Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Brilliant. Um, she was like, I've got a meeting with New Balance after. Yeah. Um, they're after a product developer, if you fancy it. So I was like, 100%. Yeah. Uh, so then after I left Puma, went to work at New Balance's European headquarters in... Birchwood, just in Warrington. Yeah. So I was there for four months. And then after graduating, I ended up co-founding a brand called Creo Studios based in Manchester. Right. And that was just all apparel. Okay. So I learned how to do garment design, sourcing, you know, social media management, marketing. We ended up getting um, investment of like quarter of a million pound within the first couple of months. Brilliant. Then plastering it through all these wholesalers and the brand was like going from turning over like four grand a month to 40k a month within the space of like weeks yeah um so it was so positive and then all of a sudden this chinese investor turned around and was like yeah i need the cash back uh, we were like well it's in stock yeah like he already said how does that work we, then what we what proposed do you the do? business plan we're like were you ready to get your money back in year four this yeah. amount year five this amount and he wanted it now wanted it now <clears throat> so we were just looking at each other like we thought we were set we were literally yeah. flying had like everyone wearing it and then sure. before i know we were talking about people like kylie jenner but it was of that caliber yeah of yeah. the people that were wearing it um what a nightmare anyway, he just went companies dissolved uh everything's going in tk max so as soon as the brand goes in there i don't like to say it's where brands go to die but it's not healthy no for it's the not brand image no yeah. no um so after that um I was just like, yeah, gone from receiving a nice salary each month to nothing. Yeah. And when it gets to the second month, oh. it's kind of like, oh, it's a bit heavy, this. Do you remember thinking you're there and yeah. then being, I know that doesn't work so on a podcast, like my hand's up there then. And wow. then it literally happened yeah. so quick. Um, and then all of a sudden, open up Twitter, had a DM from one of the uh, founding directors of Daily Paper who I met in Amsterdam right. working for Puma. Yeah. So we're now in 2019 and um, it was like, we need a designer, fancy coming out. Isn't it crazy how it happens, yeah, eh? So yeah. I got put in an email with the design manager, gave me a brief, executed the brief in 24 hours because I had nothing to do. Yeah. So I turned it around really quick. They were like, yeah, get on a flight. We'd like to interview you. And they flew me out just to say, oh, yeah, we'd like to give you the job. Brilliant. So me being me, they were just like, yeah, when can you start? I was like, tomorrow. They were like, all right, week on Monday sound, sound all right. I said, yeah, no worries. Flew back home. I was like, mum. <laughs> I didn't really want to fly home. I've like, just paid yeah, for that, that flight. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, mum, I'm going to go live in Amsterdam. She's like, right, where are you going to live? I was like, <laughs> don't know. Yeah. It was one <laughs> in of them. a barge. It really was <laughs> one of them. Um, just but, a quick one there, just jump in. Sorry yeah, to jump yeah. in, but um, go back to 2015. If uh, What age were you then? I would have been 
1920. If you could give somebody, uh, what what would be their takeaway from that period in your life? You know, you were out there shaking hands with the right people and other people were playing ping pong and making things happen. So what would be, what should be their takeaway? Somebody that of that age is now listening to this, wants to go on that kind of journey. 100%. I mean, sometimes the environment can really overwhelm you and it's trying not to get consumed with everything that's going on. Yeah. It can be exciting. Mm. You know, you do meet a lot of people, but it's kind of like, Remember your purpose, you're not just there to have fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. You're, you're there to propel your career and use it mm-hmm. as a platform and a stepping stone to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And at the end of the day, five aside at lunch is decent, but not every day. You know, no. go and meet the people above you. Yeah. Go and shake mm-hmm. the right hands. And before you know it, you know, opportunities present themselves mm-hmm. and you just kind of need to be prepared for that and you won't be by. Yeah, being in the gym, being on the yeah, yeah. I think I think that's Love the that. case for 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 loads of different yeah. professions yeah, as definitely. well, isn't it? Just definitely. meet as many people as you can, get as much experience Ab- as you absolutely. can. Don't say no to almost anything exactly. at first, and just yeah. be a sponge and yeah. learn, man. I'm a massive yes man. I mean, you know, it's a weakness in a way. It's a gift yeah. and a curse. But you know, when you, I liked it when you said about the golden handshake. Like you just never know who you're going to meet. It's it's all about getting people to like you, and uh, like you say, people who are above you as well, kind of respecting that, but also knowing that 100%. those people can open doors for you. So, right place, right time, entree. Like I just love that. That's a cool yeah, story. Entree, and this is, I always say like it's always the beginning. Like right now it, today is the beginning so if it hasn't been working out for you then forget that like it's about right now like you're, you're at the beginning really of this new journey with 7L and like I bet you feel this this new energy for like this is exciting this 100%. is the beginning when you're out there in Amsterdam you know living in a foreign country you're going in meetings no one's speaking English mm-hmm. you've not seen your mum and dad in three months you kind of think what am I doing, doing drawing yeah. t-shirts Right. You know, why do That's I want it. to design And all thing? your mates, everyone who you've, you, all your social life, you've left all yeah. that behind. And I suppose 100%. it gets a bit lonely. Yeah, 100%. But in Amsterdam, it's a good place to be lonely. Get a bit nervous seeing red lights now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to check your shoulder. Wow. No, no, no. Brilliant. Incredible place, actually. Brilliant. Uh, no, it's beautiful. Yeah, so go on. What, Amsterdam then. Carry it's on. Amazing. Tell us about that right. then when you were. With it being a capital city. Yeah. You kind of just associate it with being busy, hectic European capital city. But honestly, it was so quiet. Like, you're in the city centre and there's hardly any roads. It's just all... Bikes bikes everywhere, yeah. Yeah. So it's just silent. Did you have, like, an old grandma bike? Yeah, they're brilliant, aren't they? It's got a swap fit, so basically you can pay 16 euros a month for just a bike. It's brilliant. And you can pedal backwards to brake. Yeah, that's the one. It takes some getting used to that. Do you get any punches? No, but a few crashes under the belt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay, right. Uh, so, I mean, let, what, let's let's finish off the Amsterdam stuff. Again, we'll probably touch on this in more yeah, detail yeah. down the line. Uh, but tell us about the Ajax stuff, because that's, yeah. that's a great story. That Again, we'll come back to this. But Love that. Um, we just developed the collection for Mainline, and we used a few quotes from um, famous public figures throughout history, so like Martin Luther King, Nina Simone. Bob Marley, etc., and we had a few issues with potential copyright from their publishers. Yeah, yeah. And I was the one who was putting the quotes on the garments, but we didn't have an in-house counsel for legal stuff. It's just like off the cuff research: can we use it? Can we not? Yeah. Anyway, um, we got into a bit of trouble, and I got a call off the owner Jefferson saying, oh, "I need you in the office like early doors tomorrow." Yeah. So I was thinking, right? Hardly ever speak to him. Just speak to him about football at lunch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, rock up to the boardroom. He's there with three of the guys that don't work for the company. Yeah. So I'm thinking, 100% lawyers. 
Like, I mean, sure, yeah. uh, coming yeah. back to Manchester. Yeah, it's Bob Marley's lawyers. But he was so sensitive, all that information. Yeah, so no, I can imagine. Yeah. Anyway, he starts shaking hands. He's like, hi, I'm the head of merchandising at Ajax. I'm the head of kit design at Adidas. You put two together like that and you think, right, yeah, it's happening now. Amazing. Game on. Yeah. What was that feeling like? I was buzzing. Yeah. And obviously, all the designers in that Daily Paper team were extremely talented, but there were uh, five women and and two guys who were gay. So when it came to being involved in sport, they weren't really the ones to be picked. Yeah, yeah. They they may have been more senior. It was just nice to get the call up off the bench kind of thing. Yeah. Um, So going to the meeting, and I actually worked with the guy who was the kit designer. He was at Addy, but um, in Nuremberg, where the Puma and Adidas headquarters are. You'd already met? We'd already Brilliant. met. All the way in 2015. Do you find this a lot with fashion then? Is, is, there, is there a industry, small, small really world? Small yeah. Industry. So um, every, you, you've got to be careful. Everyone's got to be nice to people. It was one of them yeah. where I was de- developing footwear and I had lads who were from Manchester who were interns from different unis but you meet yeah. them there and I'm always like oh let's have a look what you're working on yeah and it's like when it's football it's like oh what year is that coming out who's that kit for let's see yeah. the way yeah and I was always just so intrigued always wanted to design football kits um being curious being interested interested in other 100%. people people love that but you know that's always been a big thing for me we'll, we'll, we'll go into that but yeah. one of my biggest things is be interested in yeah be curious 100%. ask questions and that was yeah. the one and as soon as he says like you're interested in doing this kind of thing. Yeah. I was just like one million percent. So, yeah. do, do they tell you what they want, or do you put your your you do you tell them how you see yeah, it? Looking? We obviously had a vision straight from the off. Yeah. I mean, I just worked directly with the owner Jeff, uh, him being a Dutch and a big Ajax fan, uh, season ticket holder. We had a concept. Um, we had we had loads of concepts, and yeah. we basically just said, "Can we do this? Can we do that? Yes, yes, no, no, one of them." Yeah, okay, and they have. Like all these templates, so for the silhouette, the fabric, what colours, what you're going to print on, the application of the crest, the the detailing on the collar, the sleeves, the cuffs, the hem, how does it fit? Um, all these were just kind of like uh, assets within their archive that we can just dive into and say, yeah. we want that with that, that with that, that with that. But when it came to the whole concept, um, develop this Pan Amsterdam daily paper, having African heritage, we wanted it to be based around the time we're designing there was a lot going on about the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Um, with it being a black-owned business, uh, we really wanted to show our heritage yeah. and our 10 years of design and uh, how we transcended cultures and borders through like oh, African God. diaspora and put that into the narrative and the concept of the collaboration. Yeah. Tie that in with Ajax's rich history, you really have a nice concept. Mm. So it was called Pan Amsterdam, developed this kit. It was all based on like... Uh, Dutch um, architecture, wow. um, Afri- East African beadwork and stuff like that. I don't think people realise this sort of thought goes into mm. football yeah. kits. It's, it's not smart, just about it? the way it looks, it's yeah. what it means and the stories yeah. behind yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, there was cool. loads and w- we developed it and um, I actually, that, that's it, it's done kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we were buzzing um, and then all of a sudden we were like, oh, you can do the warm-up kit. The tracksuits as well, as right. well. So we were like, "Oh well, let's use that for that." I was going to say, yeah. how many prototypes were actually made initially? Were there already like a number of different actual physical shirts yeah. made? Yeah. So could yeah, you actually yeah. go back to one of them and go, "You know what? That'll be great for the training." Yeah, kit. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And have you got? Have you have you kept some of those those prototypes well, the as thing well? Is, is like I've moved back from. Had the meeting just as a souvenir, though, or is it that yeah, that no, close? No. They in keep the, the vault of that. Yeah, right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I. Um, 
was about to move back to Manchester to work remote for Daily Paper. Yeah. And then this Ajax meeting comes across the desk. Yeah. And they were like, we're actually late within our calendar. It only launched three weeks ago. So you think you have 18 months to take the concept yeah. to market. Yeah. Like you were already late. I think, oh, it's 18 months in advance here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're already late. Uh, you've got 10 days to deliver it. Wow. So I was like, well, I'm moving back to Manchester. In 10 <laughs> Pressure. Yeah. 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 And this was in the during the middle of lockdown and Amsterdam had a curfew. You had to be in your house by 7 p.m. Right. No you were way. in the office till 11, sneaking around trying to get Yeah, on, on your bike. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not using the bell. Silence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 100% lights off. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that was one of them and um, walked up the next morning and said, well, can we do backpacks, beanies, scarves, captain's armbands? He said, hold on a sec. Richard just got his phone out, typed in the number. Edwin van der Sar on loudspeaker. Wow, so it right, was nice. brilliant. So you really get exposed to a lot. It's ace to see that they yeah. go into so much detail oh, with yeah. people who know everything. I didn't really think and it. I love like, the brand. Even when you kind of see it going on in your environment in Puma 2015, yeah. you don't really know how much goes into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, how many legal checks. Like, it has to get sent to FIFA for colour approval. Yeah. You know, home's white and red, away was navy, third kit we picked gold. And FIFA have this laser gun. Okay. You just put it on a coat angle like that and shoot it with a gun. Right. And it comes up the percentage of light and dark. Okay. And that's if you can, you know, kits clashing. And that's just a yes or no yeah, straight away, yeah. just on the shine yeah. of a laser. That's yeah. amazing. Mad. So it's just stuff like that. You think, wow, yeah. has FIFA got to approve Did you see them doing that? that? No, no, Did you? no. sent off. Right, okay. All that kind of stuff. Um, but it got approved. And anyway... Um, yeah, then we did the actual third kit. So it's a Champions League exclusive, can only be worn in the away fixtures of the European Cups. Yeah. So hopefully they get through to past the group stages. If not, it'll be played in Europa League. And did you say that you saw the kit for the first time? Was that at Anfield recently or not? On Anf- pitch. On pitch yeah. at on Anfield. On pitch was the first right. time at Anfield. Amazing. And how did that feel, man? Oh, I mean, you designed fun. that and all of a sudden it's there. It's on on every TV yeah. channel across the world. <laughs> it's amazing. It's mad, especially yeah. when you, you start to get giddy when it's the warm-up and they come out of the tunnel yeah. training and they've got the warm-up jerseys yeah, on. Yeah. And then they play the Champions League anthem and they take the tracksuit yeah. tops off. And it's and even though gold. you're not an Ajax fan, you're getting goosebumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I guess you were wearing it as well. Yeah, yeah, like, I was yeah. sporting it a bit. Did it have, I designed this kit on the back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number 10. Yeah, it was class. Yeah. Amazing. What a brilliant story. Let's now start to talk about the reason that you chose to, to, to come and work with the amazing brand that is 7L. Uh, and how you and Jamie became, uh, what's you know, how that friendship started. And yeah, talk, yeah. talk to us about the, the beginning. Well, unfortunately, Jamie had obviously just been through a warehouse fire in which he lost a lot of stock. Mad. Yeah. Um, I've got my own design and consultation agency called Meeks Agency. And that just facilitates uh, product development, sourcing of garments uh, for startups, really. Yeah. So I have an office in um, East, well, East Manchester in Ardwick, um, and I've got a colleague there who just has um, a big archive of, of blank product. Okay. So Jamie and him, without me knowing, I had a job elsewhere once yeah, I yeah. moved back from Amsterdam. They got together and he said, oh, I can provide you with these T-shirts, these hoodies. But with um, Seven Layer having such like a, a luxury premium brand aesthetic, yep. they weren't really suitable. So my mate Adam Liebetter, who was working in the office, said to Jamie, oh, well, once you get back on your feet, if you ever need an outerwear designer, okay, um, I've got a creative director who has an office space here, um, get in touch with him. So Jamie was like, that's exactly what I need. Yeah. 
So he bowled me up and we literally came into this shop on like a Wednesday night after work, seven o'clock, it was chucking it down and we just had a chat for about two hours. And that was it, just click. And it was one of them. Yeah. And he said, I need a creative director to handle all the creative output whilst I run the business. Nice. So I said, right. And then all of a sudden he said, oh, come back to my house and live around the corner and all the edge, meet the missus, see the brand, come and see the product. Yeah. Um, give me a start date. And this Real. was in March. So I said, oh, like first of June. Yeah. Uh, give us a couple of months to just get settled. Anyway, started, ended up starting like a month early anyway. Yeah, yeah. Starting Both of you just there. dead excited yeah, and ready yeah. to go, Giddy. yeah. One of them, you go home, start sketching. Um, wow. But just had loads of ideas for it. And then this job also was stemmed from me meeting Yassine, who was the Moroccan-French entree Right, entree, guy. entree. Yes. He was just that creative director. Yeah. And when you idolise someone like that for a period of seven years, yeah, you yeah. always want to... I want, it, I want his job, I want yeah, his job. Yeah. And when obviously that creative director role came apparent in a small business where your responsibility is everything. Yeah. If you don't make this decision, the brand doesn't take off. Yeah, yeah. Everything needs doing. Yeah. So it wasn't just like, oh yeah, you can comment on the outerwear product and you can do a few marketing campaigns. It was like, this is the business, it needs building. Yeah. So it was kind of like, everything's your responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to kind of be exposed to being small cogs in big machines at Puma and New Balance, mm -hmm. to then understanding the business as a whole, and then going to a medium-sized business in daily paper and watching yep. them scale over five years, and then coming into something much smaller, you've kind of got the blueprint from different Amazing. ones. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just my job to instill that and see this grow. Yeah, like, so you, so like, like we were that, saying before, you're learning yeah. all the time, you don't yeah. stop, you're meeting people, yeah. every experience slightly different, but everything's so everything beneficial counts. to yeah. now. Everything you've done, like nothing is ever wasted, is it? Nothing that you ever do. Yeah. Sometimes you do certain things and you, at the time you don't kind of think much of it, but then later on in life you draw from that experience. It's that reference yeah. point or that that skill that you didn't know you needed. No, brilliant. Yeah. Amazing. Man. And even now, like you bump into someone you met, why was I at that fashion party? Yeah. No, at yeah. that moment in time. Loving this. Excellent. So Mike, whilst we've got you, because I've had such interesting conversations with Jamie about the creative process, you know, as a chocolatier and a creative mind myself, I'm obsessed with it. Like I'm, I'm intrigued as to know where ideas come from. Um, I love talking to people who make music. Like what comes first? Is it the lyrics or is it the music, the yeah, sound yeah. or the emotion? I know that storytelling has such a profound um, addition to that creative process and I would be really curious to know if like storytelling has anything to do with your creative process or yeah. where your creative process kind of starts what it is that inspires you 100% and I'm uh, I'm glad you touched on the storytelling side of things yeah because um that's something that is obviously missed through a lot of brands and a lot of product and even whilst we're just sat in inside this store today you know th mm -hmm. this was designed based on Jamie's background right. and when people come into the store you've got the sales manager Mark who can shed that light on why everything's made out of concrete and it goes back into Jamie's industrial engineering uh, and, and design and part of that. So to then transfer that over into to product and, and right. garment storytelling, um, we've just released a collection of about 10 to 12 t-shirts, some layer one items that are, are new to the website. They're going to be dropping um, throughout December. Um, Brilliant. But in regards to the storytelling side of where it comes from, it's usually based on uh, business demands okay so for example we've got incredible um layer threes fours fives sixes and sevens but when i joined the business what was actually missing was some layer ones and threes some of the more lifestyle oriented products that right. 
who are a bit more commercial, a bit more everyday going. Yeah. Not everyone's, you know, climbing mountains and skiing down slopes. Yeah. The walking dogs around parks and, and going shopping. Yeah. So we wanted to introduce that into the business and um, it still needed that 7L element okay. side to it. Um, so yeah, we've got a few graphic designs. The first one uh, I did was actually before I joined the business and it was just oh, like wow. a bit of a creative pitch to Jamie. And um, it's a topographical uh, print t-shirt what does that actually mean sorry forgive my so to- yeah. topography is basically um different colored lines right. um based on the map of a geographical area oh, right. so cool. i did the uh alderley edge east cheshire area to show and pinpoint the location of the flagship store that we're in today yep Man, love, and, it. Um, love it we turned it grayscale uh so it's a bit difficult to identify i was saying to um Nigel, before we came in, I quite like the vagueness behind stories, so it allows people to interpret interpret how they want. Like yeah, yeah, it's art. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so we did this topographical topographical map, um, and when you reflect it uh, vertically and then re- reflect it horizontally, it kind of shows an X for X marks the spot. I think what you've just said there is my, it, but when, it gives us an insight into how yeah. your brain works. Yeah, that yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So it's just all these lines and um, Jamie's background's always been about geometry, engineering, everything that has to be like fine tuned, okay. very specific yeah. um, dimensions, measurements, everything has to be precise, especially right. in some of the outerwear technical jackets. So to take that, concept and translate it into an artwork and a graphic design yeah yeah uh, it's just that continuity of uh the theme and morals and ethos wow. of the, that the brand hold um isn't it cool as well that this is something that you did at your pitch to jamie right I in the very beginning you know and you've actually gone is, through with it and now it's obviously you know on a t-shirt in the shop yeah. no yeah. It, it is mad because i'm not even a graphic designer yeah like i when, if i was to sit down at a laptop now and you said it was uh, 10 graphics for 10 t-shirts. You would look at it and go, fuck, how does that work? Like, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it would be awful. Mm. But sometimes, every now and again, you just get an idea that comes into your head. And I have this thing about um, if you like plant the seed in your mind of what you want to do, yeah, but don't action it, just leave it there. Yeah. Your subconscious develops it. Right. I believe I'm with that 100%. Yeah, so like, yeah. especially, you can kind of see which graphics are forced. Like, mm-hmm. okay, when yeah. you look on certain brands' websites, they're okay. churning them out, churning mm. them out, and they have little narrative or little relation yeah. to the brand. Whereas this one, I just said, okay, we need some T-shirt graphics. Boom, just left it at that. Mm-hmm. And then wow. you revisit it and think, okay, well, 7 hours got a military background. Yeah. How did the military used to plan to land planes or the look at the topographical yeah. maps. You know right. what as well, you mentioned yeah. earlier on in the podcast about the, the Ajax kit oh, and the way yeah. that does, yeah. uh, that happened. And yeah. this is, yeah. I'm getting the same kind of vibe as yeah. that because there is a, a story running through all those yeah. kits as well. Yeah. And yeah, that blew your mind it as did. well about it, the, 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 you know, the detail. Oh my, yeah, I didn't, I had no idea. It's, it's phenomenal. Um, but honestly, you, you are a creative genius and you, you and Jamie together are such an amazing partnership. But like you say, you're bringing out garments that have got so much function and technology, uh, but also thought behind them like exactly. the garments themselves I know, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the the technology side because because garment technology isn't always about fabrications it's also about you know nowadays they're getting into uh, wearable technologies with, with trackers yeah. and stuff like that so one of the t-shirts that you can see on the website now that's just released is a qr t-shirt and um we actually developed this qr code um 
when the store was closed and we didn't have uh, much product. Yeah. So I developed this technical looking QR code to stick on the front of the shop door so people uh, could yeah. understand that the website's still live, we still yeah. have some stock, yeah. um, but the store's not open, so mm-hmm. please mm-hmm. scan this and you'll go to the, the web shop. Right. Um, so that's now on a tag, is so it? Yeah. We, we put Great. that on a t-shirt Brilliant. Uh, as if to say, like, you have a walking billboard uh, without saying you're yeah, a walking yeah. billboard. It leads, yeah. like we spoke about, a bit of intrigue, vagueness. Yeah. And... Um, so if people click on the back of someone's tea in a nightclub when they're you know exactly. they're like raving at warehouse exactly. projects or whatever, uh, they, they'll get the website and they'll That's be like, the oh, one. get myself one of them. That's there awesome, you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah genius. People are shy in clubs. Like, Where'd you get that t-shirt from? Yeah, just, uh, just ping yeah, me. You don't, you don't need to know. <laughs> yeah, Turn around that. for a sec. Yeah, um, but you can actually reprogram um, these QR codes uh, to different URLs or different videos mm. or different mm. links, and. In the future, we will develop a bit of technology um, that doesn't lead you to the website, but it actually can lead you to, for example, um, like a Strava profile where it can show you how many um, hikes you've done in a seven-hour garment. Yeah, okay, brilliant. Or it can develop you to uh, take you to like a Garmin community site where you've only got seven-hour customers and you can see who's worn what product in what area on what Amazing. slope. Wow. And you can say, okay, customer number 39 has done uh, 45 kilometers off-piste, mm. um, whereas customer number... And we can turn that into a competition. We can yeah. have giveaways, yeah. and it's all done oh, yeah. through yeah this, this technology. And that can be done as... Um, they called uh, NFC chips, which is like uh, when you pay contactless. Yep. You can actually scan a chip and it'll just ping up on your phone um, to whatever link you insert. Mm-hmm. So that's well, that, that, I mean, that'd be so cool as well. I mean, yeah, I mean, just you could you could set a challenge of going to the wonders of the world, and you've got to wear your yeah. stuff and ping in at each yeah, one. Exactly. Or it doesn't have to be that, but like you say, like amazing experiences and stuff like that. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's mad how you're integrating technology with fashion. Well, exactly. Like also, if uh, in April we're doing a walk in the wilderness, and I was trying to get this technology embedded and developed into a garment prior to that walk and basically what it is is we're going to um Noida in the Scottish Highlands and you can't get there by car or boat you can only get there by foot and it's a 42 kilometer walk a uh, wow. big loop and it's the last remaining what's classed as a wilderness in Europe um but basically if um, Does that like mean it's untouched or is it what was the definition of a wilderness? Like, like literally, you can't get there by car. Just can't get it's there. Just right, like, right. Um, yeah, okay. so isolated, desolate, um, cool. on your own. But if the customer who bought this technology wanted to, they would have the opportunity to turn on um, like a location tracker. So yeah. if they were exploring on their own, right, and for example, they were scrambling and they sprained their ankle, they yeah. could mm-hmm. turn it on. Seven hour would be notified, okay. and then for example, if they had no signal up a mountain, we mm. could contact like local mountain rescue or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's wow. that health and safety aspect of it. Brilliant. But also brilliant like for borders and stuff like yeah, that, and yeah, skiers yeah. when they're going off piste and things Definitely. like that, and obviously 100%. mountaineers and all sorts. Yeah. It's brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just trying to get um, the tagline of the brand embedded in all design, so fusing fashion with function. So as you can see, all the t-shirts are very fashionable. Good. Um, 
good fabrics, uh, drop shoulders, nice washes, nice graphic design, good colour palette, but then yeah. it's also trying to get that functional aspect embedded in there as well. So I think yeah. that's uh, what we're going to achieve uh, with the layer ones and layer threes over the next couple of seasons. But um, what we've got so far in terms of all the other products is outstanding. And yeah, yeah we're about to take that into uh, Paris Fashion Week in January. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. So let, let's talk about some of some of the products that you're most looking forward to uh, showing off, and let's say showing off. Yeah, of course, at, and rightly at, so. At Paris Fashion Week, that's going to be insane. That's in January, yeah. In January, so we've got two showrooms. One at Welcome Edition. Uh, we're being neighboured by some very very big brands like Maharishi, uh, Nanga, Levi's. Um, a couple others are going to be there as Amazing. well. I think there's about over fifteen total, but. Um, We've got a lot of exciting buyers from big retailers going to be passing through. And then we're also in Boone Showroom, uh, which is a Parisian agency. And they're going to be taking us uh, through more European and uh, North America uh, distribution channels. So that's exciting. Yeah, yeah, we've got a lot of product. Um, how do you build a relationship up with these agencies? Do you do they approach you? Do you approach them? How does that work? Or is that not... Do you not do that part of the business? I don't do that part of the business, thankfully. Like... Um, it's a lot of... Who, um, who would do that then? So that's Robin Fairweather. He's our wholesale manager and right. a bit of a brand strategist in terms of creating these relationships and Great. taking us into wholesale. But I'm sure in a future episode as well, we'll, we'll chat to Robin as well about, we'll about Robin that. Cause but like, it's um, interesting to find out about. Like Ollie mentioned at the start, you know... Um, the most important word in the dictionary is hello, and that's mm. just sometimes how these relationships develop. Yeah, yeah. We'll develop an amazing collection. They'll just reach out and say, can we sell it? Yeah. Or they'll mm. be selling amazing collections, and we'll reach out and say, can you sell ours? Yeah. Yeah. It just works pretty 50-50. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're in a good place in terms of uh, e-commerce at the minute. We've just launched our new website. That's been built by um, an Amsterdam-based agency called Not Selling Liquid, and they've done an incredible job with the website. Um, so our e-commerce is going to be booming now over the next couple of months, touch wood. Nice. And uh, from the wholesale side, yeah, everything's going to start taking place in January. What is um, the website? Bang the website out. Sevenlayer.com. There um, you go. Get that bad boy. Yeah. Get on there and... Uh, Stuck and, into that. Yeah, yeah, get lost in it. Yeah. 100%. So last week we did um, four photo shoots, a uh, bit of e-com, a uh, bit of social and a uh, bit of campaign stuff. So... Um, We've been trying to maintain the attitude of the brand very, uh, it's been traditionally very masculine, uh, military inspired um, with a lot of attitude and we've been incorporating some female models, opening it up to uh, both genders, um, ranging the demographics from what was usually 30 plus and we've been lowering that now to more of the 18 to 25 demographic which has been quite successful. Amazing. God knows how, but they have a lot of disposable income. Right, yeah. right. Them student so, loans, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Can't afford to eat, but um, I look mint. Yeah, that is literally <laughs> the one. 100%. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Aesthetic um, over everything. 100%. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. mint. And it just feels so exciting. Like I was saying to Jamie in the in the last one, I think, you know, it feels like launch. Like it feels like this rocket is about to go off into the stratosphere you know all these new garments like military inspired like there's, there's 
so many like interesting yeah. stories about the, the, the garments, the business, the just where the it's been. I mean, if yeah. you, if you if you're just tuning in to, to this episode and you've not listened to Jamie's story, then have a listen because yeah. it's been a roller coaster. But yeah, like you exactly. say, Ollie, exactly. it feels like now is the time, and yeah, exactly. you know, especially you know, 2023. I think it's going to be a, a massive year for this brand. Yeah. 100%. Very, very exciting. So 2023, we talked about layer one and you're yep. talking also about layer three. Uh, what should we expect from those and what's the story behind them? Like, how did you arrive at those designs and what was kind of yep. the creative process involved there, Mike? Obviously, when I came into the business where Jamie had just obviously navigated his way through a pandemic, um, he did that very successfully and in the start of 2022, business was at a great point. Obviously, as uh, he discussed in episode one and two, of the podcast, we got hit with a bit of an unprecedented uh, warehouse fire and it just obliterated all stock. So yeah. mm-hmm. upon arrival um, into Seven Layer, uh, we needed to introduce product that uh, could arrive in time for Black Friday weekend mm-hmm. and pre-Christmas because that's where we do the bulk of our sales. Right. Uh, we're an outerwear brand, so uh, we make most of the, the sales through uh, Q3, Q4, Q1 of each calendar year. So right. uh, summer's a bit of a, a slow burner for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse the pun. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's a slow burner for all of us in the yeah, UK. Yeah. Isn't it? It is, is, the, so is, is it is it such a big thing then, Black Friday? Like, is it it, it really can it's you know joke. make the yeah? It, it, it's crazy. Go I, on. Um, it's such a, a grey area because. You can discount product that people um, see all year round and you can knock 20% off and you say you get a 1,000 people coming to your website every single day. You'll have a conversion rate of 1% to 2%. So that means you get, you know, a handful of sales. You put 20% off and you'll have 20, 30, 40,000 people on your site. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then it's like, so difficult to do stock management because you don't know where that's going to come from. But yeah. at the same time, if you don't spend money on advertising, um, you're just disappearing to the digital world. Yeah. Like, because mm, so mm. many other brands are spending money on adverts. Google and Facebook literally mm. prioritise who spends more. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. if you've got um, down the street a fashion brand, they're spending 100 quid, we're spending a £1,000. They're going to see us and not them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, we're a luxury brand and we take pride in our product and we don't really believe in, in offering discounts. Yeah, massive discounts. Yeah, it just yeah. d- it devalues know. the brand yeah, yeah. significantly. Yeah. Um, and also, we provide so much value in each garment um, that we don't believe a discount's always necessary. So mm-hmm. we try to... It's desirable enough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah we try to so. shy away from that. Um, yeah. So Jamie had already taken all the outerwear pieces to an extremely good point. And upon my arrival, um, he just introduced the t-shirt launch. So that was my first photo shoot that I directed. Um, was mainly layer ones. He had a load of new graphic t-shirts that he launched. And they were just to generate cash flow uh, for the for the coming months so we could purchase stock for some of the other layers. Um, but they sold out so quick that we didn't have any uh, stock for Black Friday weekend or pre-Christmas. So it I just shows you how popular this brand yeah, is already exactly. becoming. Exactly. So um introduced a new supply chain based out in Portugal and basically uh they manufacture for some of the world's biggest brands in terms of jersey and fleece wear, which is our layer ones and layer threes. Um 
So we've got a 235 gram um, T-shirt, which I believe is like an optimal weight. Uh, anything heavier than that, it's mainly for fall, winter. Anything lighter than that, it's usually spring, summer. So this is very much like an I love that. all around. I'm learning so much. Like these little technical points, like it's just yeah. so much involved, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? It's amazing. Honestly, we've got yeah. an essential T-shirt that's on the website and that's 315 GSM now. Uh, in terms of weight of, of jersey and fleece, you can get hoodies that weight. Yeah. And this is a tee. Mm. So it is so thick. And when it yeah. sits on you, it, the, ha- the not, hang... Not the, the ones who wear in a nightclub. No, it's, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not indeed. Uh, Talk a yeah. lot about nightclubs, lad. Do you like nightclubs? Yeah, I love nightclubs, do you? I love them. I love them. Spend a lot of time in there. <laughs> Coming with you no, next time. Do you, know what, do, you know what, do you know what's mad? It's like... You can actually say, usually you go, I'm going to go upstairs, I'm cold, and put a jumper on. Whereas you could go, just going to go upstairs and put a t shirt on, I'm a bit nippy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one. Oh, great. Warm me up a bit. Yeah. Save on the heating bills. Yeah, so tell us about some of the hoodies and stuff then. Yeah, so um, it's 100% organic cotton. And uh, for all the technical nerds out there, they're about 430 GSM French Terry, uh, which is uh, a beautiful loop back. Uh, it's got a slight drop shoulder. Some of them have got um, a slight of a pigment dye slash garment wash just to give it that vintage feel. It kind of makes the garment look like it's been weathered, um, which ties again in with our military aesthetic. Um, and then we've just paired it with a, a DTG print, which is a director garment. Um, they've been printed locally in the UK uh, just to help the speed and efficiency of the supply chain. Um, and yeah... We, uh, we launched them uh, on the uh, week commencing 12th of December. Um, and they're just a great layering item in terms of, you know, seven layer, the USP of the brand is all about layering. So if you can get a layer three thermal hoodie underneath uh, a layer six rain layer, um, it, it really is uh, what we're all about and trying to pair the items of where they belong. And uh, they've been a great addition to the brand. Um you know, in, in the last couple of weeks, they've been flying out. So uh, we hope to just develop on them season upon season. Mate, Brilliant. I love it. And as you were talking then, I just love, by the way, that technical spiel. Like, you're so yeah. well-versed in that and <laughs> so knowledgeable. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's so in, yeah. it's just lovely to listen to. And I can just imagine you at Paris Fashion Week, you know, on waxing yeah. lyrical about the garments <laughs> in the way that you've just done. It's yeah. awesome. I, I, what we need to do as well at one point is get a picture of uh, of one or all of us in seven layers. Yeah. Like, we do. It'd be absolutely <laughs> ace, like, in yeah. all yeah. seven. Well, I, I'm not in my boxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the layer one. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Layer zero. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant. Yes. No, it would, wouldn't it? It'd be yeah, absolutely it crazy. It's like, be done. Yeah, if you say you're cold, you're lying. That's so true. <laughs> you anywhere. Amazing. 100%. Right. Well, listen, guys, you need to if you're listening and enjoying again, thank you so much. You need to uh you need to get on sevenlayer.com. Have a little nosy around on the new website. And uh we've got some more brilliant episodes hopefully coming up very, very soon with some great guests as well. Mm-hmm. Uh but for now, thank Thanks so much. Cheers, guys. guys. Honestly, awesome. And we'll be back soon with another episode.